everybody. Welcome to uh, to the USL show. Um, brought to you by, of course, Roughneck Scarves, your home for anything you could possibly think of related to uh, soccer scarves. Go check those guys out, roughneckscarves.com. Also produced by and uh, graciously hosted by the beautiful game network of podcasts. Check those guys out, bgn.fm on the interwebs and at the bgn.fm on the Twitters. Um, for all of your soccer podcast and or written content needs, Mostly catering to USL, but there's there's some other really good stuff on there as well, including um, a new podcast that uh, someone currently talking on this podcast might be a part of called Views from the Bridge, uh, talking about the Philadelphia Union. So, you know, cheap plug for myself right off the bat. Anyway, what you're listening to right now is uh, the USL show, and I am your um, former... Uh, graciously overthrown by himself and now current host, uh, your favorite podcaster's favorite podcaster and your favorite cheesemonger's favorite cheesemonger, Evan Valala. Uh, joined by um, my soccer friends, uh, as always, the waviest man in the St. Louis metropolitan area, the cream in your Irish coffee, the uh, the lovely Phil Grimms. Phil, what's up, buddy? What's up, man? I've always felt like the seller uh-huh. of cheese deserves a better term than monger. Like monger is not. Ah, no, but pretty... it's old timey weird and people don't know what it means and think it has negative connotations. And I like it a lot. Yeah. yeah I like it too, but it is a strange word for selling. Cheese. I think fishmonger is the weirder one. It just I doesn't flow well. I feel like it you know? fits more so though. Like fish are kind of nasty fishmonger. sometimes. That's actually how I check my levels before we record. Fishmonger, fishmonger. fishmonger. The fishmonger is at the fishmonger. market. The first Noel. Um, <laughs> Also joining me, uh, man, it's been it's been a minute since I've said this one. Uh, softer than a down pillow, he is the Bernie Sanders of the USL. It is uh, it's Ben Goshorn. Ben, what's up, man? Not too much. It's yeah. uh, it's a good night in Charlotte, North Carolina. Good. How are you doing? Yeah, no, I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm glad to be back. It's always nice to be back yeah. on the thing that I kind of started. It's a weird it's a weird feeling, but I'll get over it. Speaking of people that it's nice to have back, um, Kevin McCamish, here we go. Kevin McCamish, here we go. It's uh, it's the best parts of Elliot Smith and Chuck Palahniuk all wrapped up in the one. Um, big Kev. Kevin McCamish. What's up? How's it going? You know, I'm living. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, actually. Good. Good. Kev, have you, so, have you slept more than the two or three hours you got last night? Yeah. How's that no. going? Oh, yeah. great. Cool. But I've had enough caffeine to probably uh, put down an elephant. So you've had enough caffeine to put Stumptown out of business. There you go. <laughs> I had a rock star this morning and mm. four coffees. Glad you're here. Thanks, man. I've heard Axel Rose is is cheap and available. I don't even know what that is. I'm trying to figure that out. <laughs> Axel Rose, like the lead singer of Guns, y'all are older than I am and, and not yeah. getting that reference. That hurts. I thought you were referring to like a, ca- chat, like a back coffee drinker. Chat, something. back me up. Chat, back me up. Uh, <laughs> I just, did, I know who he is. I just didn't know oh, what, what you meant. Two people by in there. Yeah, whatever. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ben. Harry probably um, does. Guys, what we're doing tonight? Uh, also, we will be interrupted in a bit by uh, by Jason. So is he gonna arrive like he did the last time? Probably. Probably. Three, I don't know. Well, I guess he shows last up. Time. You know, you know how it works. That's just what he does. <laughs> Uh, guys, great news. The regular back. season starts tomorrow in this year USL Championship uh, 2019 campaign. The first with the with the championship branding. And uh, we'll get into some news. And then uh, before we release the uh, the big poll of our uh, of our projected standings to the public, we'll go through our top 10 teams uh, in each conference. And uh, I think Jason put together a list. I think Goose is just here to tell us how wrong we are 
for the most part. Um, I can do which that. I'm excited about. <clears throat> we always need someone to do that. Um, guys, a little bit of news first, though. Uh, a couple of player signings and things from earlier today we'll talk about. Um, first one, Kyle Cru- <laughs> started off great. Kyle Culbertson gets signed to a multi year contract from Birmingham Legion. Um, multi was with St. Louis last year, 28 appearances, 24 starts. Uh, obviously, you guys made the playoffs, Phil. Uh, Jay Heap said that he is a dynamic attacking left back that is an exciting addition to his back line. Um, valuable USL experience quickly fits into the team. University of Akron, and then transferred to Columbia University and then to the Ohio State University uh, 2013 to 2015 with the Buckeyes, 10 goals and 42 appearances. Um, also played for the Charlotte Eagles, Mississippi Brilla, and the Cincinnati Kings in USL League 2. Phil, do you know of this Kyle Culbertson fellow? Yeah, he was one of my favorite players last year, and that's saying a lot. Um, but he, he, so first of all, he's just a shut down. He's going to shut down that left side for sure at left back, and he's pretty good attacking. But he's like so good at shutting down defensively, and um, for some reason, he kind of lost favor at the end of the season, and I never mm. understood why. So um, the other thing that happened, I don't know if it was around the same time. This might be the answer, but do you guys remember the uh, the double dive in Reno? With the St. Louis yeah. player, yeah, that, that's Kyle Culbertson. So, oh. so there you go. He's wow. really good, though. I wanted him back, to be honest. I didn't care. Um, so he's going to do well for Birmingham. Multi-year deal. Deal. Um, that's news to me because I didn't see that the first time. So that's awesome. Yeah, I, I imagine that's a one with a team, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. It's usually what that means. I, yep. You like it? Yeah. Uh, other one. If people like teams signing teenagers to contracts, well, Sporting Kansas City helped you out. Swope Park Rangers announced their youngest signing in club history, 16-year-old goalkeeper Brooks Thompson. I will only refer to him as Brooks and Dunn. (laughs) Joining the club for the 2019 USL Championship season. Um, Started uh, the, I guess, I imagine the most recent two preseason matches for Rangers, uh, 5-0 over Barton Community College, and then a 2-1 win at North Texas. Um, Was also with uh, with Sporting Kansas City uh, in their preseason camp in Arizona, where they shut out uh, a group of Phoenix Rising FC trialists. I'm sure Sam Dorr wanted to explicitly state they were trialists on January 23rd. Indiana native... Uh, U19 Academy stalwart for Sporting Kansas City, six two and three record in eleven league matches, four shutouts, one point oh nine goals against average. He is six foot three, um, and uh, competed for the U17s as well throughout the 2019 Generation Adidas Cup. So he's played up not at the U17 level, but also at the U19 level. So uh, that's a guy that they have some uh, some stock in apparently. And then uh, William Opoku Mensa. Um, as well joining on Wednesday. Uh, from Corella United in Ghana uh, in the 2018 Ghanaian Premier League season, he was the captain, seven goals in just 11 games, including a 19-minute hat trick against Hearts of Oak. Wow. Hmm. Yeah, that's, that's a lot to, hmm. to process there. Yeah, you burned through like a lot of it. That's good. Yeah. So we get, so, to, have, uh, we get to have fun now? TLDR on that one, young kid that plays for the U-17s and U-19s for Sporting Kansas City's Academy, signed with Smoke Park Rangers. Uh, and then a, a 23-year-old midfield prospect out of Ghana who scored a hat trick in 19 minutes. Is he Rapapa Mensa's 
Is he related? I was. I don't know. That's a good probably question. Right I'm gonna guess no. Yeah. I'm gonna guess no. Yeah, probably not. Something that popped in my head when I saw the name. Yeah. I'm gonna. We're gonna hit the Google. <laughs> to the Googles. To the Googles. Give it a second. Hey, while while that loads for me. Uh, let's let's talk some low dose. Wait a minute. Some, uh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I thought I thought you were going somewhere. There it is. What's it? <laughs> what? That's Jason. Konnichiwa. <laughs> yeah, of course, Jason. He's been here for a minute, and I was like, I don't hear music. Maybe he's not ready. <laughs> hey man, listen. I would I would hate, but I see you're wearing my favorite almost kid of all time. So. Oh well, I was told that you're supposed to wear black to a funeral, right? And since this is your team and they're done for, I figured Ooh. it was appropriate for me to uh, bring this bad boy on. Hot take of Bethlehem folding two years ago when people thought we were Rochester. Mm. <laughs> was that it? Would they confuse the name? That's what happened. Yeah, yeah, it was a really easy mix-up. <laughs> the cities are super similar. Anyway. What's up, uglies? Hey, man. I was going to say something really nice about how, like, you know, uh, the de facto host of League One Fun, who's absolutely killing it. And, like, if you don't follow Home Sweet Soccer on on uh, on Twitter, you're living your life wrong. But, like, now it's just all all in the garbage. Okay. So, we're, you know, you, you want people to follow me on Twitter so they yep. can see you talking spicy to me. And now, yep. you know, now that yep. we're on camera and on yep. podcast, we're going to uh-huh. pretend you don't. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's about how that works. Guys, what is, what is can you tell that Jason and I are from the same general area of Pennsylvania? Is that true? Yes. I am <laughs> the one that got out, though. So you see now we are in Yeah, but like, luxury. whose fault was that for getting out? Your fault. <laughs> yeah, it was on purpose. <laughs> well, in the city still. I'm still here, dog. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I come back to the visit the peasants, you know, make my presence known. <laughs> Never leave yeah. the hood, you know? Always welcome. keep it with you. Did, did I call this the USL show at the top? I apologize. <laughs> yeah, I just right. meant welcome to the banter hour. Um, <laughs> easy mistake. Easy mistake. Uh, anyway, uh, Goose, to answer your question, apparently uh, no correlation between William Opoku and Rapapa Mensa. Okay. And uh, next, right. next bit of news, y'all. Uh, switchbacks add two new pieces for 2019. Andre Rouse, uh and Matt Hundley uh, Andre Rawls, the goalkeeper, Matt Hundley, a forward um, from the Colorado Rapids. Hey, look at that. They're using their affiliate. And it's almost like it's maybe nice. that because they're closer, they'll actually do that more. I like it. Um, what is it? Sam Vines is the left yep. back or right back? Left mm-hmm. back. I imagine he'll come down too, honestly. But it's cool yep. that uh, Hundley's over because he's, you know, a promising striker, if I'm not mistaken. And, uh, was drafted by them this year and uh you know the rapids weren't going to use him so he might as well go down it's, it's only this, taken them like how many years to finally decide to work together how long rapids and those switchbacks messed up uh <laughs> since oh god oh, man how many years has it been it's been 2013 14 15 i don't remember why send a kid down the road when you can cross the country and go right. to charlotte <laughs> <laughs> why not does it um, hurt? Does this hurt you, Ben? We've got Goose on, so we might as well ask him about that. Losing the the Rapids affiliation, you mean? Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I'm not really worried about it. I think like the five games you got out of Caleb Calvert and Sam Vines. I mean, from the perspective of like roster depth, mm-hmm. I'll miss it. 
Um, I'll miss like Caleb Calvert. I'll miss him. Thanks for stealing him, Phil. Um, <laughs> but uh, it, it, same aspects I'll miss. But overall, I think the fact that it, it has forced us and will force us to be independent and make our own decisions and fill our roster with our own players will be fine. Because mm-hmm. I mean, we had a situation. I think it was back in 2017 where Caleb Calvert did very well. And then mm-hmm. lost him because the Raptors were like, oh, we want him back because he's doing well. So that's where it gets really tough um, and where I'd rather just not have it. Yeah. Goose, you're going to have to tell me about Calvert another time. I can do he's that. A, he's good, and then he makes, uh, he makes one or two mental errors, uh, one of which he got a second yellow card for failing to re-enter the field of play in a proper manner. Yeah. <clears throat> to put it simply, his ceiling is – well, he, he's got good prospects, but he always has a tackle around midfield from beside the player or behind the player that has the ball that he has no business doing. <laughs> He receives what could be – he receives a yellow card, almost could get a red card, and then he mm-hmm. profusely yells at the ref. It's a mm-hmm. weird thing. I, I, yeah. But he's pretty good when he's good. Yeah. Um, to the point about Hundley uh, signed a homegrown deal with the Rapids in January, which is their ninth development academy player to sign a first deal. Uh, spent the last year at UCLA, 19 appearances, 14 starts in his freshman campaign. So they pulled him out of college, which we're seeing more of that uh, this year, especially with the two teams and and um, feeder teams for MLS squads, is that the MLS team's able to get these guys to leave college early to play for, for their affiliate, which um, is another debate for another time. <laughs> but an interesting uh, trend nonetheless this year. Um, Homegrown, not drafted, like I said. I forgot. Homegrown, not trapped. I forgot that. Yeah, that's all right. Um, speaking of moving things to uh, other teams, I don't know. Uh, Ottawa Fury gets uh, some help from, <laughs> surprisingly enough, their uh, their provincial neighbors, Toronto FC. Uh, Robert Buscovich, uh, Aiden Daniels, and Sean Hundall all loaned to the Ottawa Fury from Toronto FC. Um I like Sean Hundle. I like Aiden. I like all three of these guys. Matter of fact, um, Boscovich, 55 appearances for, for Toronto FC two over three seasons with the club. Um, he's only 20 close to 21. So that's, that's a big boost. If a guy can have that much professional experience and, uh, only be 20, um, Daniel signed as a homegrown with Toronto, uh, last April, uh, made a league debut shortly thereafter. Also featured for TFC2, three goals, three assists, and 33 chances over 65 appearances with them. Sean Hundall, I think most people will be familiar with him, played with TFC2 since 2016. Um, Two goals, three assists for the club in 24 appearances throughout three seasons, 15 goals, four assists, and 73. Um, Guys, any thoughts on any of those three gentlemen? And, And is it a little weird to see Toronto helping out? In a way, Ottawa? No. I I love this, and I've been waiting for this to happen, and I think it's going to be more and more common. Um, and I don't know if Jason's been thinking this is going to happen, but obviously we all know that Toronto 2 is in League 1. But here they are loaning three guys over to a championship side in Ottawa because I think maybe they're worried about the level of play in League 1 or they're worried they're going to play all their kids in League 1 and they don't want these <laughs> guys stuck doing that every single week. 
So they want a higher playing level for some of their better guys, and so they go to championship. I love it. I, and I hope as, as more two sides maybe drop down, maybe um, we see a lot more of some of them go to League One, and then some of them go to the championship on just a normal loan that you'll see around the world. Yeah, I think it's they're they're planning on in League One to be playing the kids. I don't think that they want anyone that's probably legally able to drink. I think they just want you know teenagers, and this is going to be a development team for them. I don't think that they want to bring in people. There, you have tons of championship teams that are playing their kids, and then you have mm-hmm. a random thirty-year-old that they bring in who doesn't really. I mean, he can help develop them as far as experience and coaching. But as far as on the field, all you're doing is taking away an opportunity for another kid to be getting experience and playing time. So I think for that, like it's beneficial to send those guys over, and especially to your Canadian brethren, right? Instead mm-hmm. of sending it down to the U.S. And that might have to do with um, international spots, right? Because mm-hmm. I think with the domestic thing, so that's probably the easiest way uh, for Ottawa to get players. But yeah, I think uh, I think that's a sign that you know the League One TFC two is just going to be them developing the kids like Orlando and North Texas is doing. So here's a question for everybody. Do you guys foresee kind of a split on, on how the USL used to be? Um, So the championship would be taking, you know, a lot more veteran talent, much more independent team focused, um, kind of becoming a true, true second division and then maybe some of these t- these MLS two sides will drop down to league one that'll not become like you know a uh, um, just an MLS two league but but basically like a development league here's where we put all your kids convince them to you know maybe not convince them to skip college but you know maybe find some incentives like sign for our our two side in league one we'll pay for college when you're or give you money for college when you're done being a professional because you know, mm-hmm. you'll probably be done being a professional by 30. Um, develop in a system that is a professional system in a professional league as opposed to the current college system. And then, you know, then then USL Championship just becomes like an actual league that's not um, used for partly independent sides and partly a development side. Yeah, I absolutely think that because, you know, if you're looking at what USL is structuring and what they're hinting, if they do want pro rail in a couple years or however long it takes, then championship needs to be its own individual league that is competitive and high level. Right. And so what is the benefit of having half your team of 16 year olds and half your team of 28 year olds? Right. Like when you look at Bethlehem Steel last year, you have a lot of promising players that could be playing for the union that year or the year after, but then you also have a bunch of academy kids too, right? So what? how are they being looked at, right? That's not going to help the team be competitive enough to play in championship, but then that's also not going to help the older guys play when if they move down to League One. So I absolutely right. do think yep. that teams are going to have those middle-aged 24, 25-year-olds be in the championship, be a high-level playing team. And this way, when Pro-Rel does set up, there you go. You have your individual teams. You have teams that are high playing enough to where they might overlap the lower tables of MLS, and you don't have to worry about having your kids sit there and not being able to get minutes because you're trying to compete at that high level. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, Um, and and even like with these, these three loans is a pretty good example of it. Like for an MLS team, if we'll just use Sean Hundle as an example, um, 
He's got a lot of guys in front of him. So Josie Altador is obviously their number one, but like Jordan Hamilton's up there. There's a lot of other strong attacking talent on that team that are a little bit older than he is or that make more money than he is. And those guys are obviously going to get the, uh, you know, the, the bulk of the minutes up there. In years past, before TFC2 existed, he's riding the bench and it's going to be hard to loan him out because there's not a lot of teams um, and there's not a lot of teams that need a striker. Now you have teams in USL like Ottawa or, you know, a, a, a lot of teams in the East that could use a guy like Sean Hundel who has experience at the USL championship level. Um, you know, a, a proven, you know, not 10 goals a year by any stretch scorer, but he's dangerous and he's fast and, you know, he can win balls. Um, and I, I think that's where the, I don't know, excitement for me is, is that there's a lot more options for these guys to get minutes and to prove themselves and things like that. And then I think the interesting part about the championship and league one, like pro rel kind of thing comes in if they go that route is for all of the MLS two teams that are like, well, we can't drop to league one because the, the level of play is a known quantity in the championship. And we like that, that level. Well, then it becomes, all right, if you like being here, play to stay up. And I think that's a really interesting, um, you know, response to that, that the USL seems to be trying to formulate. Yeah. Or it becomes, um, go ahead, Phil. No, just to add to that, I, I think you're right, Evan, but I do think they're also torn at the same time between, oh, yeah. between what is probably best for a tier two league in the United States. Mm -hmm. And I mean, much like MLS, what's already there, you know, like, we have Robert Kraft up in MLS kind of holding MLS back a little bit. All those guys that that bought in early, uh, deservedly so, like getting a little bit of extra good treatment for in different areas. We all know about that. Just like that, like we've got Red Bulls too. We've got Swope Park who, um, yeah, they're a two-side. No, they don't have a stadium. They have no uh, game, day, game day environment to speak of. It's, it's embarrassing mm. in all those areas, but they play on a high level. They have a system in place, and they want their players to get high-level competition, and they can't just send a few up to a championship side if they're at a League One side. They have a they have a system, you know, and it goes up and down. They use their players um, in both teams throughout the year, so like that's going to hurt teams like that, especially. And and there are a lot of other arguments for all the other two sides for staying up, and I'm sure. GMs and technical um, directors are not excited about having to be sent down if they can't trust mm. League One. And so that circles back to what level is League One going to be? Is it going to be similar? Is it going to be close? Is it going to suck compared to championship? And again, we've said it before, I think everyone's kind of waiting to see well, what it is. Here's here's something that, you, that they could do, could consider. Um, if you, let's say before they in instigate a pro rel system between the championship league one and league two, you kind of tear it out and you say, Hey, you MLS two sides, we're going to make you all go down to league one. Um, and if you really suck league two, you know, we're just going to kind of tear mm -hmm. everything down. Championship is going to be independent teams only. And then, and then we'll go from here, like you guys develop your young players however you want in your, your League 1, your League 2 teams. If you have some reserve players that you want to keep fresh, get some minutes, and um, you know maybe kind of keep available for, for playing in your in your first team, but they're older, they're, they're not somebody you want to develop, you just want to keep them available, find a USL independent side to loan them out to for a little bit. And then in a pro-rel system, you know, teams would be 
perhaps encouraged to play well in the as, as a development team to showcase their academy and their talent and be like, hey, we got we did so well in League One, we got promoted to the USL Championship. Come join our academy. Come join our system. You know, mm. we we only want the best. And so that there's an attraction there. And then for the independent mm-hmm. sides, it's like, well, we don't want to go and play with the development guys. So we want to do well and stay in the USL Championship. Um, you know, so so there's, I think regardless of how they structure it, where the teams end up before they might do a pro rail system, if they do a pro rail system, um, there is both, you know, um, attraction and, and motivation for all sides to do well, regardless of where they start and where they want to be. Goose, do you have any thoughts? We've kind of been leaving you out here, buddy. I, I've been waiting for a moment just to kind of throw my two cents in. Not that I think this is going to be the case, but this is kind of the way I'm leaning towards. Do you think there's any scenario where we have League One mimic championship in the sense that we're going to have certain two teams and certain independent teams and just build from there where we're not going to have just entirely all the two teams in League One? Mm. Because I almost wonder if that's the strategy they're going for. Because Probably, right? Yeah, yeah, I would think so. Right. Realistically, I think that's where they would do just kind of a mix of both in both leagues. Because yeah. if you have all your two teams, I and I, I think when I talked to Brendan Burke, and I wouldn't imagine that his sentiment is not shared by the other two team coaches that are in the championship this year. The kind of idea was if we drop down to League One, why wouldn't we just play these kids at U19 or U17? Mm. And I feel like if all the MLS2 teams drop down, what's the point of basically playing, you know, a U23, but they're on professional contracts and costing us more money? Cough. It's, it's a valid. Well, the other thing that you risk is potentially turning League One or into just another reserve league. Yeah, MLS and then who and, watches and that? that? That completely failed. Yeah. I just so don't I think that's. I don't think that's what they're gonna. They're trying to do though. At all. No. And, and then, like you look at the independent markets they're looking at. Like they're looking at markets to where there's a lot of soccer attention and and wants and. I mm-hmm. think that they're looking to where if they do end up creating this pro rail system, they're going to have teams that can move up the championship and show that they can bring, you know, 4,000, 5,000 people per game uh, to there and, and gain even more attention once they're in championship. I think that, yes, as of right now, there, you know, you have maybe four teams that are looking to say, okay, we're just using this as our development teams. But mm-hmm. as those other teams drop down, whether they're independent or development teams, I think you're going to see a league mix, right? And I think yeah. you're going to see teams that are trying their best to gather so much attention. They're bringing in loans of older players. Like when you look at Chattanooga, they're, I don't I don't know anyone under that team that's under the age of 21, right? Like they mm-hmm. brought in international players, 30 right. years old, experienced, who just finished their peak. So they're looking to perform well. They want to come in that city, make an impact. And then if three, four years later, Pro Rail starts becoming a thing, they're going to be one of the first teams that goes, cool, look at our resume, look at our portfolio. We've been playing well for three years. These are the amount of people we bring in. We're ready to play in championship. We think we can compete in championship. And so I don't think they would – I think USL knows that, and I think these owners go into it knowing having that mentality. So I don't think they would make the league something that's just you know a reserve league or a farm team league. 
Yeah, and just to put numbers on that, that we all have heard them say, not that they're concrete yet, but they're saying 10 to 12 are going to drop from uh, championship down to League One. If those are every one of those are two teams, that's still not even half the league uh, mm. because we all know it's going to be 40 and 40 someday, right? That's another thing they've said. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, no worries in that department. It may be up to half, you know, adding more MLS teams and then they add more two teams to League One, maybe up to half, but I don't even see that, you know. And watch a lot of these teams, too. Like, you look at what Tormenta just put out today of developing their own academy from ages two to to professional. These teams aren't playing. They want to grow. This is not a, oh, we're going to have a little community and have a thousand people come Mm -hmm. out. No, they they want to grow. They want to have that market to where they've not been getting attention and showing, hey, this is what you're missing, similar to what Atlanta did to MLS, right? Where no one thought yep. like, oh, no one in the South, no one in the South cares about soccer. That's SEC country. Right. And then now you see all these years which you've been missing. So that's I think what these other teams in USL League One are going to try to do. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um guys, I uh I suggest given what time it is, we get into the main event of the evening. Let's do it. Um we're not gonna we're not gonna go down the list and and list off our one through eighteen in the east and one through uh, uh what is that one through eighteen in the west. How about that? Good job, USL. We can do math. Um, <laughs> but uh, we are gonna do our top tens at each conference. Um, and uh, I, I think Jason, you had time to put together a list, eh? And then uh, Ben is here to um. I don't know, be our moral compass, more or less, I suppose. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, which is a terrible and horrifying thought in and of itself, but I digress. Um, and then I think, Phil, you and I have to fight over teams because we have some disparities. Yeah, we do. <laughs> um, that being said, uh, I say, uh, well, um, oh, Ben, I have some bad news. Oh. I can't find the Talking Jacks pin of which I flip. Uh, to determine East or West. Ah, nope. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh. I certainly can. Thank goodness. What <laughs> were we going to do? Man, that would have ruined the bit from last year. <laughs> <shirt. laughs> hey, Ben, real quick. Do you like my shirt? It's it's nice. I like it. Yeah. Okay, I'm burning it. All right. Get, get oh. it immediately. <laughs> immediately. Oh. Wow. St. Louis kit lover? Absolutely not. Uh, okay. There we hey. go. I was like, whoa. What is the. Flatbacks. <laughs> People in that club won't listen to this. Sorry, guys. Um, if I didn't have to take out a loan just to buy an MLS jersey, I would uh, I'd send you a Portland Timbers jersey, Jason. I only have so much equity in this house. I don't know how much you guys expect <laughs> so me to put up equity. to buy a jersey. I don't know oh. what you want from me. Jason coming through with like the 2021. Uh, <laughs> nonsense uh, yeah well you know i have equity um <laughs> anyway it landed heads tied up so i believe that means we talk about the eastern conference first so uh 10 starting from 10 and going reverse up to one uh i will uh, i'll just say my number 10 st louis kev's number 10 swope park phil's number 10 tampa bay jason who was your number 10 in the east red bulls too baby bulls too um, and then I believe our aggregate number 10. What am I looking at here? Birmingham. 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 Mm. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Um, Kever, uh, Kev, well, Kev, you picked one of the new, uh, the new sides to the East. Any, uh, any reason for that one? To be fair, I had them at nine. Phil has them, uh, all the way down on 13. So, 
Take that as you will. No, I really don't have any reasoning behind anything after like sixth or seventh. It's <laughs> from, you know, sixth, seventh to the 18th. Yeah. It's kind of a crapshoot. Fair enough. Phil, I just, uh, you know, mm. I've always liked you guys as an Eastern Conference team more than the Western Conference mm. team. Uh, I think this schedule treats you guys a little well or a little better, at least as far as travel goes. Um, That's true. And I, I think you're a little more of a known entity than, than a couple other teams that I have picked around you. So um, have fun with that last playoff spot. Uh, <laughs> the play-in game? The play-in game, yeah. I'll be a little upset with that. And yeah. I know for a fact if I'm a little upset about something, then uh, St. Louis fans are going to be very upset. About yeah, that. the Lulligans will be a little more than a little upset. Yeah, but, you know, maybe not again. They do have common sense, and the East is just its tight, you know, so they may not yeah. mind that. We'll see if it happens. Hopefully it doesn't. I have them a lot higher. My bias is shining shining through we'll this year. Yeah. I had Tampa Bay, though, and I think that's um, that's because I, I, I'm like, I kind of picked between what I thought they were going to be last year and what they ended up being last year. Fair enough. I kind of split the difference a little bit and thought, well, I like their, I like their roster. I'm not going to give them what I think that roster could do. I'm going to give them a little bit less than that. So. Jason, talk the uh, talk to the New Jersey children to me. Yeah, I don't. I just don't know about their defense, right? right. Like I know, like Nadam, he probably. I don't know if Hassan would have been playing for Red Bulls this year, and if not, he would have went back down to the Baby Bulls. But FC Cincy said, "Nah, this is us," and so they lost him. I know they've lost uh, Kevin Pulitz to Greenville in League One. Um, you know, Lombard, his option got declined. So I just don't know enough. And I know every year they come out and they always like, this is the same thing every year, right? Like, yeah. we're like, oh, well, we don't know about them. And then here they go finishing fourth and, you know, causing havoc in the playoffs. But I uh, I just don't know, right? I don't know if that defense – I think last year they really depended on that defense, right? They were winning games yeah. one nothing, 2 nothing, And in a league, especially in the East, where it seems like everyone got stronger uh, offensively, I don't know if that's going to cut it now, right? Those 1-0 wins turn into – draws or 2-1 losses and that's what affects you right so I just don't see it for them being that team but they like to prove everyone wrong every year and come out in fourth and sixth or whatever so you know maybe they'll do it again at this point but I just don't see it on paper right that's all I've got to look at right now and on paper I don't know who is that defensive person to step in and really captain that and lead this team to the defensive unit they were last year right right Goose, who did you have again? I had uh, my Charlotte Independence attempt. Oh, modest. Which, yeah, I don't. I, I feel like that's a not a terrible stretch. No, but I it, it's going to be. I'm curious where everyone else is. The remaining nine through one, just because it's such a cluster. Kind of like Kevin said, like <laughs> yeah. top four mildly said. Bottom four, I think, are mildly set. Mm-hmm. I mean, other, th- that chunk of the middle, there's no telling what's going to happen. It's a blunder. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. Variables um, and things that can happen, injuries, reschedules, things like that. I mean, you just never know. But I, I think w- we can sneak into the playoffs at the 10 spot um, fairly easily. I, I think we've got some really good talent on our squad. Um, oh, when that will gel. We'll see. 
but um, that's what's going to be fun this year. Number nine for all of us. Uh, I picked Swope Park. Kev has Birmingham. Phil has Ottawa. Uh, Phil, this is our first big, uh, big change of the night, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, I, in fact, have Ottawa at 16th in the East. You have them at nine. Yeah, and, and I knew putting them that high was going to be I was going to be way ahead of everyone else. But yes, you know I'm putting w- uh, probably too much faith in Wallfall and Charlie Ward, who I both love. I've said that mm-hmm. before. And then you know Francois got sent over there, and then yep. you know the the Toronto loans honestly should help them if they're coached up oh, yeah. well. And, yep. and the coach I kind of trust, so we'll see what happens. But I know I I knew I'd be the high guy. I like to take a chance here and there, and that's what this is for sure. My, uh, my thinking behind them was twofold. One, there is so much outside pressure on them before the season start. Well, actually, after last season ended for them in the will they, will, will they not join the Canadian Premiership, there's so much pressure on them this season in the will they, will they not join the Canadian Premiership. And last year, I thought that a certain team in Toronto, Ontario, Canada would do very well, and they didn't. So now I'm not taking any chances on a team in, on, <laughs> uh, in, uh, in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. Fair, so, fair, fair, fair. 16 it is for you, Ottawa. What do you think about Swope, though? Um, I think that the travel, much like y'all, suits them a little better. Mm-hmm. And for what it's worth, they're like probably one of my strongest two sides in my opinion as far as how they play and you know historically how good they've been so um i just like that organization a lot i think sporting kansas city does a very good job as far as their academy kids go um and i'm i'm excited i think Swope park gets the advantage of not having a lot of tape uh on them as well which should help um and i think they can play pretty much any style that the east is going to throw at them is Malaysia Messi going to be actually playing for them this year? I, I know, know. I hope so. I know Sporting's got him on the bench right now, yeah. but and I don't know if they're just doing that because of Concacaf Champions League or if they actually plan on using him for rotation debt. Yeah. Uh, I know Jalen Lindsay started the other day, so you know, you know, Busio's going to get his minutes. So you know, Peter likes playing the kids, so it's possible. But I just yeah. hope that there is. He is playing somewhere, right? I would hate to see him kind of be going just ride up and down or riding the yeah. bench. And I kind of always fear that with Swope players, right? Mm-hmm. I always feel like there's always a chance to where they get called up for four or five games and might get 20 minutes and then they get back and then Swope just left, you know, had four games without them. And it messes up the chemistry. It might mess up the record depending on how important the player is. So I'm always a little hesitant when it comes to Swope. Like you said, I think their system's great. I think the players are great, but... I just never know what exactly Kansas City is going to be doing with them. Yeah. yeah, but I think they do it on purpose. And I think I think their system... They're just trying to mess with the media, man. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, Alex Jones. No, I, I think they love the rotation and they like having... I mean, they literally have three to five guys they can plug and play at any given moment playing at yeah. Swope. And it is like... Usually use the term dogmatic in a bad way in any context. And in this way, I actually find that the dogmatic system between sporting and swope um, is is a is a positive because they can plug and play all year long if they if they care to. So um, you know they're going to get their minutes up there. And if if Burmese doesn't like them, if they don't do well enough for swope too many times in a row, he lets them go. We've seen that time and time again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know Belmar's gone, and if he had been successful. He would have been signed to Sporting um, on a good deal, and, and he's gone now. So you know that he happens every year with, with someone. 
What's that? I thought he was signed to Sporting. He just never really played for the first team. But I, th- I thought okay. he was... Actually, I think you're right. Sorry. Yeah, yeah he was. Yeah, because Belmar was originally a... Um... Yeah. But they didn't re-sign him is what I should have said. Just like you know, yes. James Musa. And he wasn't productive once he went up there. He got a, decent, a pretty good chance, to be honest, and um, wasn't able to produce. So he's gone. And, and they do that. That's just their thing. Yep. Who else do we got in the nine slot? Ben, uh, who did you put there? I am <clears throat> on the same page with Phil. I have Ottawa. Huh. Oh. I fight me, I man. I feel like I overestimated them last year too, but their midfield's going to be strong. Um, I don't know who's going to score goals for them, but Sean Hundle now maybe. Yeah, it could be Sean Hundle. Um, but I think I mean Wall falls a, a tremendous player. Um, mm. I, the two main pieces being losing Steven Dos Santos, uh, Adonijah Reed um, will be another key loss. And then Maximine Crapo. Yeah. Who was yeah. saving goals for them? That's where I'm, I'm waiting yeah. for someone to say it. Like I, I'm, you know, they have a killer midfield, but we're who's saving goals and who's on their back line. Yeah. Yeah. It will be it will be interesting. Uh, they've definitely got some some question marks, um, but I think the positives are more positive than the negative. Maybe. Well, we'll so, see. Mm-hmm. They're definitely yeah. a bubble playoff team, kind of like they were last year. It was um it was a little surprising to me that they didn't go after David Charnier a little harder. Um, he who just joined Hamilton Forge in the Canadian Premiership, formerly of the Montreal Impact. Um, just because they have a really good history of signing uh, French Canadians, and he is a very good talent. He's not an out-and-out goal scorer, he's not a, and he's not a goalkeeper, so maybe that's why, but I just thought that would have been a guy they would have tried to come after a little harder. I think they're throwing the bag at him in the Can- Canadian Premier League. I think they're throwing oh, the bag. Oh, probably. Yeah. I don't know. And I mean, Hamilton's probably, if you wanted my opinion on the CPL, because uh, I know you all did, Hamilton's <laughs> probably going to win that puppy uh, handedly. Um if if Ottawa can finish the season the exact same they finished the previous two seasons, uh, that would be good for tenth place, and they would get in the playoffs this year. Huh, there you go. That's so funny yeah. that we always think that they're going to do better than they are, and then I come in super low, but they've actually been pretty consistent. Imagine consistently <laughs> mediocre. Yeah. Well, listen, mediocre this year gets you in the playoffs. <laughs> let's do uh, let's do seven and eight at the same time. I feel like we're going to oh. go too long if we don't. Yeah, well, no worries. And I got you. Quickly, uh, my nine is just to make Phil happy is St. Louis. Oh, thanks. Sorry, Jason. We yeah. almost passed you. No, just easy travel, you know, and uh, thank you guys. Picked up a couple of people that's going to help you um, and in the offensive, right? Because I think your defense is fine, but you know, like you guys talked about with Calvert and then um, getting homie from Cincinnati, Russell's Cicerone. Sister. There Cicerone. you go. Yep, Cicerone. So I think you guys are going to have a couple of uh, offensive help this year and it was pretty much beyond par when I think you guys were last year. And so, yeah, I have you guys around that nine area. Uh, eight, seven in the East for me, Birmingham, Charlotte for Kev, Charlotte, Tampa Bay for Phil, Charleston, Charlotte, uh, Jason, you're eight and seven in the East, Birmingham and Charlotte. All right. Goose. I got the baby bulls and the battery of Charleston. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're all in the neighborhood. A lot yeah. of Charlottes, a few Charlestons, couple Birmingham's, a couple Birmingham's if you throw a pony in there too. 
Tony and Ryan both at Tampa Bay at seven for what it's worth. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So our stats guys apparently are big on Tampa at seven. Although I think that's a little low, but given their away form, I can see how they'd think that. Um, yeah. I, Birmingham's a toss up for me. Spoiler alert, everybody. We're going to talk about expansion teams being a toss up a lot tonight, apparently. <laughs> um, so if we mention an expansion team, maybe instead of going on a huge rant about how they're a toss up, we'll just boilerplate expansion teams are funny and we don't really know, but um, <laughs> I, I like what Birmingham uh, has to offer. I like Chandler Hoffman. I like that they arbitrarily moved their home opener back a day for no reason. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> bad weather. Yeah, it'll, bad be, weather. It'll, be great. it'll be great. I think, I think teams that, you know, we're, we're seeing in these, these, uh, seven to ten spots, maybe maybe five to ten, um, are teams that I would be. They're they're, they're on the playoff bubble. I would be yep. surprised if they don't make the playoffs. Because if you look at Charleston, they got in the playoffs in 2016 and 2017 and 2018. You know, um, Red Bulls they got in the playoffs all 16, 17, 18. Salt Park Rangers they were in the Western Conference, yep. but they also made the playoffs in all three seasons. Um, you know, you got a lot of these teams where they're uh, regularly making the playoffs. I mean, Charlotte made fifth in 2016, fifth in 2017, and then kind of an outlier season did did 11th and missed the playoffs last year. But, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, these teams, I, I feel like just going on historical, you know, a historical basis there. And if they keep what keep doing what they've been doing, even with the tight East, I'm sure that they can, they sh- you know, I feel safe that some of these guys are going to be top 10 in the East. We got to throw in the the classic pony, you know, Charleston has never done badly. It, it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah. what players they have. Right, we thought they right. were all going to drop yeah. out when they lost from Mario. And, and Charleston, Charleston's like off season, uh, to-do list is like make sure Mike Anhauser is our head there coach. There you go. Thank you. And <laughs> that's then that's like, all you they're need. like, all right, we're cool. Challenge and we'll figure out the rest. Yeah. <laughs> How much are they going to miss Hackshaw though? I don't know. How man. much did they miss Lasso? Uh, Romario. And Lasso. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Who cares? It's I think Mike the... Anhauser is their twelfth man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> still got fourth last year out of sixteen. That's insane. Yeah. They're gonna get four this year. Hell, why not? Out of eighteen, they'll get four out of twenty. I, I think that's what I had them. Did I have them at four? I did have them. You, at four. Uh, you do, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you and Pony both, in fact, have the Charleston battery at four. Um, I suppose that'll be a good segue. Six and five. Uh, I have your your Charleston battery and the Pittsburgh Riverhounds. Kev has Red Bull two in Pittsburgh. Phil has Red Bull two and St. Louis. The homer he is. Oh. Uh, uh, Goose, who do you got? I have St. Louis and the Rowdies. Okay. And Jason? I got Tampa and the Riverhounds. Okay. Yeah. We're all like, we're doing it. Yeah. Hmm. Union Legends on Tampa. Hoping to oh, your John boy, McCartney. North Helmet. John Listen, McCartney. I think uh, John McCartney, I think if he plays to the level that he can play at, that's the difference. For Tampa yes. this year on those yeah, away if he games. plays to USL goalkeeper of the year with the Rhinos, rest in peace. Uh, yeah. Then that's their guy. Wasn't yeah. thrilled to see that he let one slip through his hands in a, in one of their preseason friendlies. Get it over with now, you know. Yeah, get, get, it, get out your system, and then you'll be good to go. Well, but I think like I think 
especially in a lot of the away games last year, they yep. let games get away from them. So if you have a goalkeeper keeping you in them, that keeping you in it, then it allows yep. your offense to pick it back up. And then when you have players like Hope and Note who seems to keep it together late, right? Like you, I looked and he had like, and he's he's like one of the purest distributors in. Yeah, USL, he had like out he of had nowhere five assists in the last like ten minutes of a game last year, which is crazy. <laughs> yeah. So he's just like the player that if John McCartney can keep them in the game, you know, that can come up late, know who has the tired legs, know who's going to make the run. And he's the one that can make the difference and, you know, get those draws on the road or even get the wins, especially if it's been a hard fought game. Yeah. Also, um, can we, uh, whichever team wants to jump on, on this in the interest of time and fairness, whoever like comes up with the sauciest player and whenever that player gets like an assist or does something really cool, like people get free hot wings. <laughs> that would be cool. Evan loves his marketing schemes. This is funny. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> you can make uh, a living in USL. Just sell them to everyone in the USL. Yeah. All the yeah, yeah. I'll just sell them up. Bro. It'll be fine. <laughs> like did Evan call you about the thing. Yeah. yeah all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we did the wing thing. It's fine. Why did we? Uh, why did we not put fake numbers in our uh, in our email signatures? <laughs> uh, there was a lot of Pittsburgh though in that last one. Does anyone want to talk hey, there's about a lot Pittsburgh? of Pittsburgh in this one too. There you five go. Five and four for us. Pittsburgh uh, were both myself and Kevin's number five. Phil, you had a uh, St. Louis. Um, Pony had Pittsburgh as well. Ryan had Red Bull too. Um, guys, it's uh, it's a Bob Lilly coach team that plays on a weird surface. That's all you need. Is Dos Santos going to be the guy, though? I. So, trick question. When you only score 20 goals a year, you only need a guy to score like five. <laughs> but it's true. What That's about classic. Who, who, who's who's no. setting him up? Uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I, I, okay, sorry, I had to clarify. When you only score 20 really greasy goals a year, the Pittsburgh Riverhounds are like the uh, late 90s, early 1000s New Jersey Devils of of the soccer world in that it's not terribly fun to watch, but it's effective. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you allow what 26 goals last year and that's yeah, the like team in the league, you don't, you only need to score a goal or two a game. Yeah. It's, it's not, you know, and, it's, and the problem is when you can't stop a penalty kick, oh. it doesn't end that well. <laughs> oh, for man. You. Come on. Hey, to answer your question though, yeah. uh, Kevin Kerr, Nico Brett, Canardo Forbes. Come on. I mean, I would have loved have- to see Francois with those Santos though. Yeah. Well, yeah. and that's fair. That's fair. But Dos Santos and Valeski's back. Like, I think yeah, no, that's Lily's fair. brought back guys that have like scored for him and worked hard for yeah. him. And so I'm I am worried, though. I, I mean, I'm not against you guys. I think I think I'm scared that he trusts these guys and it's a different league than three mm. years ago, two years ago when those guys played for him. So uh, I don't know if it's going to work, but there's still a lot of talent that can just spread around five goals apiece and it could happen. Fair. I like Pittsburgh more than everyone else, I think, still. But they do have to score more than they usually do. You because, do. again, yeah, you, have them, you have them way up. Everyone figured out just to give Lily the ball. So, mm. um, Ben, any thoughts on uh, on those or Kev, anybody? Uh, I, I'm pretty – I don't know where Kev or Phil has uh, Pittsburgh, but I, I may be the highest on them. Okay. Maybe I've been living, listening to too much Mongols. I don't know. Then we'll uh, we'll move on and see how high we can't get that Pittsburgh projection to be. Uh, 
that was our six and five or four and three. Um, I have Tampa. Kev has Charleston. Phil has Indy. Uh, Pony as well as Charleston. Ryan has Pittsburgh. Jason, who do you got? Indy. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. I okay. And I know. I know everyone's talking about Indy. I know they've got an offensive juggernaut. Yeah. I don't know what is going on right now with their back line and their yeah, formation. Yeah. Do I do it. not know. Listen, yeah. like. And people have been, you know, I had indie fans super upset with me because I was roasting them for losing to League One teams, right? And yep. obviously, score doesn't matter. Hey, you know they're the best team. Ever. All I'm sorry. You know they're the best team ever. Yeah, best team ever. It was ever. reported ever. in the news. Arsenal's invincible yes. team. Nothing on Indy 11 29. Who's on Re? <laughs> I, I don't know. But I don't know what's going on. Like I don't. It's not good to go into a season not knowing the the formation and the style that you guys are going to play. I don't, I don't like, know if Hacksaw, this is going to help anybody, but I think they're going to play a three four three. Hackshaw played in three different spots for three different games. I don't understand <laughs> yeah. what is going on right now. And so, yeah, I think eventually they'll probably get it together, right? They just have too much power, probably. but there's a chance they don't. So I'm not going to put my faith and put them in, you know, the top of the table when. I don't know if they actually had the defense to do it. I I have all like I said a, a couple weeks ago. I'm like between Indy and Nashville. I worry about the coaches. I worry about both of them. And I saw an awesome goal yep. from Nashville, so that's why I like them. I won't even talk about them later because that's my only reason. Is I, I like them. I hey, think they uh, look good. Gary Smith's still going to be there next year. So right. Uh, yeah, that's like, new boss, same as the old boss, as Ryan put it today. I hope you saw yep. that tweet. Um, but they look pretty, and sometimes in, in the East especially, it's hard to, to score pretty all the time. Um, yeah. But they can pull it out with their talent. All right, the thing about Indy, um, I agree with everything Jason just said, but they are, like, super practical. You know, like, I think this coach could really mess it up, but the thing is, they don't play pretty soccer, but they got Dane Kelly up top. They got a lot of other quality players around um, around the field and they could just like be athletic and launch the ball and still win a game. And there's something to be said for that in the USL. And so I have them lower than Nashville, but I think, I feel like I could flip flop one and four or five with Indy or <laughs> Nashville multiple well, times throughout the season. See, here's the thing with me, like, especially when, when we did the team draft, like it was between Nashville, Indy and Louisville for who I wanted to pick first. Yep. And you know, I could, I could go with Louisville they're they're the champions they've like either gotten first or second like three years in a row they've won the thing two or three times i can't remember um so they're a team that knows how to win indy has certainly improved nashville i think's improved too i ended up going with nashville when i as for my number one draft pick because you know i feel like if they can keep the defense solid like they had last year with the improvement in the attacking, you know, that that should be enough to get them first. Also, I wouldn't, you know, they're going to they're going to use the same MLS uh things. I guess we'll go we'll call them things that Cincinnati did, but they'll be a, a probably probably a more likable team yes. doing it. Um and then, you know, and then it's and then at, at that point it's like, well, who's going to be second or third? Indy or Louisville? Indy or Louisville? And I honestly think it'd be a toss up between either one. It's just going to depend. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think Nashville is going to be first and I'm hoping so. Cause I picked him in the draft. <laughs> you guys got Dane Kelly winning gold boot. I mean, probably. <laughs> so who, who's the most important player in order for him to have that? For, 
Uh, <laughs> it's not who's setting him up. Goalkeepers in the Eastern Conference. Is it well, who's setting him up? Streakoff, right? Or Walker? But I still don't trust him. Like that's the thing. I'm with you, yep. Jason. Finish your thought because I'm with you. No, you're right there. That's that's all I had to say. Right. <laughs> well, here's the interesting sure. thing. Pretty sure Illich was the leading assister for Louisville last year. That's yeah. Illich started 32 games, right, or played 32 games, was subbed off 17 of them. So he's put in some minutes, but I'm saying time is affecting him. I don't know if he's going mm. to be able to be the motor that they can depend on, right? Right, right. They've got, they've got a very high ceiling, but it is going to be curious if they pull it all together. I, I have high faith in them because – if they can make the playoffs with the what like two months time span putting the roster together and, and yeah. doing everything they did, that coaching staff, I think if they have this much time to build their roster and do everything and 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 do the preseason and everything else like that, I I feel like a, anything less than a top four finish is a disappointment. Yeah, for sure. Top three, honestly. I totally agree. And I also forgot about Illich, and so I, yeah. I, that does yeah. scare my my thought process there. Goose, that's a good one. Uh, two and one for us. My number two, Nashville. Uh, my number one, your reigning and defending Louisville City FC. Uh, Kev's number two, Indy. Kev's number one, Nashville. Uh, Phil's number two, Louisville. Phil's number one, Nashville. Pony, Indy, Nashville. Ryan, Louisville, Nashville. I get it, guys. I get it. They're going to Emma. I get it. I get it. <laughs> I get it. I get it. No one beats Louisville in the playoffs. A with Brian Ombi on the field. B it's Slugger. Mm. Huh. Mm. Slugger field. The the joy to watch on the television screen. But it, it's Hackworth and it's not Lancaster. And he won. They, yeah. They've always scored by committee, though. That's the thing about it. Like as much as I'm I get con- it. Cam's not there. I agree, like, Goose. Yeah. But like yeah. and Lucky Kosana. Don't forget about him. Yeah. He was on a really bad Pen FC team last year. He was year. on a terrible Pen FC team. <laughs> but he was still pretty decent. He was very good for that very um, terrible team. I think he's going to be an X factor for him. I, yeah. Uh, yeah. They, I mean, they definitely didn't replace Lancaster. Um, I mean, they're they're losing Ren Jetsing, um, yeah. their goalkeeper, pieces like that, but but they got Paco Craig. They got a I mean, lot of he's leaders. Got, he's got to have the. He's got to be the defensive player of the year, I think, for them to compete. I mean, he was I arguably. Mean for them, for them win it. I agree, and he was arguably last year. Oh yeah, yeah. Two hundred and eight clearances, crazy. But it's or whatever some crazy stat it was, but one hundred eleven, yeah. whatever. But like because of them losing that, they he they're depending on him. He has to keep that back line together. He has to be the yeah. one to step up and have a, a season of his life. And I think more importantly than that is the culture. You know, I think yeah. Louisville is not Louisville unless they're like they have the culture of just that work ethic, that James O'Connor something, whatever it is, je ne sais quoi. He is like he is what made them has made them so good. And he wasn't able to implement um, that sort of culture in Orlando. And I'm certain that's why it was so bad last year. But but Hackworth can do it. I think he can do it and he has it in him. But can he? Is it is it going to happen with the new players? I think I think he can. I think that's a really good fit for City and Coach. Yeah. 
I, you know, I don't doubt it because you see that same similar bite in the U-17s that he coached. So it's it's definitely within his grasp. Carson likes my prediction. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. <laughs> I'm just glad Pony's uh, here because his list is real similar to mine. I don't feel like such an idiot. Fair enough. Thanks, Pony. Or thanks, Goose. Did I say Pony? I meant Goose. You other, did. We have so animals. many animals in the USL. <laughs> let me tell you. You know, we have Fresno, the foxes. Yeah. Uh, we will quickly move over to to the West. Um, I've got Nashville for the win, by the way. Nashville for the win. Yeah, okay. I got Goose. Who did you Nashville have for first. the for the dub? Oh, Goose, did you say your top two? I didn't see. I have, I have Pittsburgh as number two. What? And that's oh number yeah, that's what we. Whoa, needed wait, to. where? Whoa, uh, no, do it again. I, no, I was I, thinking that early in the season. I was. I could be wrong. I I've, I think you were. <laughs> I could be. <laughs> Don't say that, Goose. No, no, I. I forget what exactly what somebody said, but I saw somebody tweet something and it's like, I could be way off. I've been wrong before. So that's, that's the way I feel like last year. I start every tweet. I don't even want to look at my, uh, my predictions mm-hmm. for the season last year, the beginning of the season. They were not good. Um, yeah. But Western, Western conference, speaking well, of them foxes, I got uh, speaking of the Western conference. Hold on. I, yeah. I unfortunately have to jet. So the only yeah. person here from the West yeah, uh, unfortunately, must leave before Whoops. you even discuss the list. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> All uh, right, you guys have a good night. I got to get Jet and help get my kids to bed. So thanks, cool. Kev. Hey, right. thanks, Kev. Have a good later. Night. So, uh, our 10 nines from the Western Conference myself, uh, I have those Fresno Foxes at 10, Oklahoma City Energy at nine. Kev had Portland at 10, Oklahoma City Energy at nine. Phil had uh, Fresno at 10, Colorado Springs at nine. Ryan, OKC, Las Vegas, po- or, uh, sorry, whoopsies, Pony, OKC, Las Vegas, Ryan, Portland, and Colorado Springs. Uh, Jason, who did you have? You're going to get mad at me for my nine. For my 10, I've got Vegas, and for my nine, I've got the Monarchs. I'm mad at your 10. Really? And your nine. <laughs> I know, I know you guys are, great start. Are, are high on Monarchs. I don't, I don't know. I like that. There's, there's no... They've lost too much for me. I'm actually uh, not as high as uh, three of my co-hosts. I spoiler alert: I have them at six. Uh, Kev, Phil, and Ryan have them, at, or Kev, Phil, and Pony have them at five. Ryan also has them at six. Um, I like them a lot for the same reasons that I like Smoke Park, and that I just really like that system. But I agree that they've lost a lot. Jason, they have. Finish, no, they certainly have. Finish your thought there. Yeah, I just I don't know when you lose those type of players and the players that they did lose. It's yeah, it's a system, but it's going to take time. And in the West, I think you have all of these teams that added offensive power, just already had offensive power. They're going to have to play catch up, and I don't know if they get to it in time. I think they're going to start the season a little iffy, um, and then by the time they do get it together, though, then it's just a race, right? It depends on who's in shape, how what injuries are happening, who has the better rotation. And so, yeah, I just don't know. I, I'm not, I'm not saying that they can't be sixth, fourth, fifth, whatever, but to, I don't see the solidification for me to choose them that high. Ben, are you showing Fresno any California love at 10 or nine or higher? Uh, oh, I don't know enough about Fresno to be honest with you. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, do you like foxes? 
I do. <laughs> I, I've always been curious what the fox says. So, oh, uh, yeah, I don't know. That was. Mm. Oh my God. All right. Bye, Ben. Thanks for joining us. Um, <laughs> you could have made uh, a fantastic Mr. Fox reference, which would have been appropriate. Ah, like you did not. So. Juan Pablo Caffa is 238 years old. I don't want that for a whole season. To yeah, be and he's still amazing. Now, wait a minute. He yeah. is, but for my for the whole season, that's who you're going to depend on to be? Yeah, well, and he's going to be good when he's 239, and he's, he's okay. going to hard fall well, off at 240. We'll yep. see the way that the hard way that uh, Wynalda has these, as he calls them, ferocious dogs. Please don't ever refer to your players as dogs. Or as literal animals. animals yeah, just, just say your players. Unless um, they are literal animals. I don't know. <laughs> Llamas only allowed at uh, yeah, Cashman right? Field. I would have been okay llamas if he only. was like, "Yo, we got a pack of vicious llamas." That was my like, word. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. I mean. But uh, no, when they're when they're implementing that high press and moving around, I don't know. I just don't. I mean, he proved me wrong, right? Did y'all he, see he that they beat Toronto in preseason? By the way, yo, the thing about Did I got <laughs> the thing about Kafo though is that he doesn't have to run to be good. He's a free kick champion. He's incredible at that. So all the guys in Fresno got to do is get around the box, fall on their Win faces, and yeah, and then <laughs> draw Kafa does like, thing. and then let him take over. Come like, on, all right, guys, let him hack at Kafa for sixty yeah. minutes. <laughs> Everyone dive as the second anyone's near you. We're good, and we're parking that bus. The problem is word is out on that, so I think that's... Yeah, sorry, sorry for blowing up the spot there, Fresno. <laughs> it's our fault. Uh, eight and seven. Uh, my eight, Colorado Springs. My seven, San Antonio FC. Sorry, Harry. Uh, Kev's eight was Colorado. His seven, New Mexico. Phil, uh, OKC at eight. Vegas at seven. What are you guys doing? Where are oh, you going? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That just shows uh, you like, he doesn't even remember Rings, doing it. Seven, San Antonio, uh, Ryan's eight, OKC, Ryan's seven, Real Monarchs. Uh, ben, <laughs> any thoughts on any of those? Uh, I, I don't. Mm, this is great analysis. Um, yeah, go for it, man. Yeah, I think the West is somewhat similar to the East, really, because yeah. there's, there's been, per usual with the USL, a lot of turnover, a lot of changes. Yeah. I'm surprised to see San Antonio this low, though, Evan. Hey, um, man. I, I, I don't know. I, I think I am definitely curious to see where the other players are or where the other clubs are going to be later on in this mm-hmm. lineup. Yeah. I, uh, to, to be fair, um, in our, uh, in our staff or in our podcast chat, uh, I did say I was half tempted to fill out maybe the top six in the West and then just go anybody else for seven <laughs> through 18. Uh, because as you guys will see tomorrow, when we release this full list to the viewing public, there is certainly teams that I think are going to be in the bottom of the table. Um, but outside of that, man, it could, be, it could be anybody. What's that? No, nothing to say anything. Oh, okay, cool. Cool. It's fine. <laughs> Tacoma. How you doing? Mm. Love your logo. It's not going to matter. Uh, Phil, any, uh, any, what are you doing with Vegas up at seven, man? I got a good vibe. I think, uh, I think when all the really big Eric Ronaldo fan, eh? No, I'm not at all. But, <laughs> but I do think he's, doing? I do think he's going to coach them up. I think he I, built a good roster, to be honest with you. Man. It's, yeah. it, you know what? God help us all if I'm right. Because if he does, <laughs> if he does that well, we're ne- we'll never hear the end of it. I kind of <laughs> hope we get chirped on a weekly. Jeez, I can't wait for like Sunday morning. I'm gonna wake up and it's just gonna be like 
Eric Winolda mentioned you in a comment. I'm going to be like, right. Oh, damn it. So, you know what? One of these people in our chat right now is actually Eric Winolda. So I believe it. I Eric, believe what's it. up, man? Harry playing that long con. Mm-hmm. You can come on the show. Mm-hmm. You don't have to sit in the chat. It's fine. Oh, the Seriously Loco podcast? No, that's Eric <laughs> Winolda. <laughs> <laughs> Who would want to cover El Paso? No. Um, wow. No, I love those guys. I'm kidding. Where do you have them on your list? Real low, but uh, the, El pa- the, the El Paso podcast. He just went off on Tacoma, <laughs> and they're right above him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, um, I have them so low that I didn't even bother writing out their full name. Like it, ELP, <laughs> ELP, the place to be. <laughs> it is Everson Lake and Palmer, baby. We're gonna finish 17th in the West this year. Oh, uh, uh, let's move yeah. on. Let's move on. Yeah, we got to keep going before this really gets crazy. Um, Five uh, for myself, or no, am I good? I'm right. Six and five, I believe. Six and five? All right, uh, six Monarchs, five Reno. Uh, Kev had San Antonio Monarchs. Phil had San Antonio Monarchs. Pony had New Mexico Monarchs. Ryan had San Antonio and New Mexico. This Jason, is, what oh, you got? Colorado and San Antonio. All right, so, uh, yeah. Not bad. Goose? I would honestly, I think the ceiling for New Mexico is probably about a four or five, but I, oh boy, I have some news for you. on them as anyone could be really. Oh, I, I disagree with you, sir. You, you, wow. Okay. You must have, them. I have them at three, three. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. <sighs> you have the squad though. I, I think the biggest hindrance they're going to have is playing on the baseball pitch. Potentially, I don't. I don't. Unless know. they turn that into a slugger field advantage, that's the thing. That, uh, and I wouldn't be surprised. Really, Spain does that. To be honest with you, um, but the, the the depth of squad that they put together, I think is. If they're lower than a five seed, I'd be amazed. To be honest, who is this? Uh, New Mexico. Mm. Yeah, because um, I mean they have. I think I just saw today, this isn't a huge thing, but I think it's a mild factor. They have 9,500 tickets sold for their season opener. Yeah. 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 And I, That's they've incredible. got a lot and, uh, of, in fact, El Paso, speaking of, I'll, I'll make a minute here. Just announced they sold out actually this afternoon. Dang. I saw that. Yeah. So good for them. Wow. I think San Antonio is another, like New Mexico, what you guys are saying. I, I have their ceiling pretty high. I think yeah. they have a, they're, they took care of what they struggled at the most last year, right? Bringing in Kai Green is huge to me. He can take on anybody one-on-one, and that was easily the weakest spot on their whole team last year. And then you've got Josh Yarrow now. You've got the kid from – well, I don't know that kid anymore. But uh, Sporting Kansas City, um, Didic or Didic or something? Didic. Didic, there it is. Um, so, yeah, they, they've taken care of their defense, and that's what they struggled with the most last year. Let's just see if Billy can – put in some goals and they can keep up with the scoring. You're uh, the highest on Colorado Springs too, Jason, by yeah. far. Yeah. I think they, their defense was great last year. I, I don't, it was scoring goals and that's the, the main issue I have now is can they actually do it this year too? But yeah, bringing in Rawls and bringing in Hunley from Colorado, like or the Rapids, I should say. Um, I think that they are pretty much where they were last year and a little better. So if they can have a stellar defense and hold teams to a goal and they can score two, I don't see why they, they couldn't get up to, you know, six, seven or six. There you go. Yep. 
Get into the top uh, five. Yeah. F- five and four, eh? Mm-hmm. Reno, Orange County for me. Uh, Kev had Monarchs Reno. Phil had Monarchs Reno. Pony had Monarchs Reno. Ryan has New Mexico, Orange County. Oh, crap. Were we supposed to do four and three? Did I mess that up? Did you? No, I think you're right. Okay. No, you're good. No, no, you're good. Monarchs Reno. No, you're not. Monarchs. No, you're not. Yeah, no, we, we were repeated, to do didn't four we? And three. Let's do four and three. Um, I had OC New Mexico. Uh, Kev had Reno, Orange County. Phil had Sacramento, or uh, Reno, Sacramento. Pony had Reno, Orange County. Ryan had Orange County, Reno. Uh, Jason, who'd you have? OKC and OC. Wow. Okay. I might be the highest on OKC. You yep. are, in fact, by a substantial margin. In fact, yeah. the next highest I... person to you is number eight. Wow. Ooh. Two of us have them. Uh, Phil and Ryan both have them at eight. Uh, I this have them is at nine. The year them. of Jamaican strikers. I'm trying to tell y'all. And okay. I think OKC is ready for it. I think the Sean Brown is going to be contending for Golden Boot. Uh, like I mentioned last USL show, Gordon's going to have a breakout year because now he's not dependent on scoring goals. He's dependent on creating chances and kicking free kicks, and that's what he does best. Um, and then they had defensive pickup. So that's like Mikhail Williams, also a defender, great in the air, can go forward, has great crosses. The only thing that I question is that defensive midfield position um, yeah. and kind of, you know, they, they got Garcia from Vegas, but he's another one that's getting up there in age. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but I think offensively, even having like Cato being picked up, I think that's a team that's going to put in the goals. I think Cato is an important part of that too. I just wonder what's going on with the defensive midfield. That's all. Especially if they have that. I don't know what kind of style Coach Cook mm-hmm. is going to play. I don't know if he's going to be pushing forward a lot, but if there's a lot of space back there, I don't trust Garcia to cover it, um, especially since he's been known to slide from behind. Um, so, yeah, that's the only thing I question. But it would be cool if, if Josh Garcia can get on the field too from their U23s and uh, get some minutes because I think he's a really talented player. Yeah. Hard to argue. I mean, they have a long way to go from where they were last year, you know, so mm. so they got to get their stuff together. I don't know if they're going to get off to a hot start per se. No, and I don't I, think they will. Yeah. But, and I don't necessarily agree with you either on how high you put them, but I like, I always like putting one or two up higher than, you know, taking a chance on them. And, and I respect what you're doing. That's cool. I like what I, I like seeing them, what Louisville did getting hot at the end of the season at the right minute going on a streak and taking that into the playoffs. That's where I see this happening. And then when they brought in the the two French internationals, they even have more offensive depth up front. Um, That's like the rotation. They're going to figure out what works for them. And so how I see it is midway through, they they gel, they fit their system. And towards the end of the season, they go on a five, six, seven game win streak. And you don't ever want to play the team in the playoffs. Mm. That's hot because that's how Louisville wins the championship last year. Very cool. Well, we got a lot of OC and Reno, a little bit of Sacramento right around here. Um, I'm just going to do three, two, one, just because our one is uh, unanimous. My three, New Mexico, I'm going to talk about it in a second. My two, Sacramento Republic. Uh, Kev's three, Orange County. Kev's two, Sacramento. Phil's three, Sacramento. Kev's two, Orange County. Pony had Orange County three, Sacramento two. Ryan had Reno three, Sacramento two. We didn't say a name yet. It's Phoenix. <laughs> They're our number one. Consensus number one in the consensus West. Consensus number one. Jason, full consensus? Yes, full consensus. Yes. 
Who'd you have at two? Who'd you have at three? I had two. I had Sacramento and at three uh-huh. I had OC. Okay. Goose, so, you yeah, the same close. way? Uh, r- real quick about, about New Mexico United. Let me just, let me just say some names. Uh, Kavon Freyder, Cody Mizell, Santi Moore, Devin Sandoval, Josh Suggs, Chris Weehan, Austin Yearwood. Just, you know, that's not like a typical expansion roster. Not bad. I think Weehan's huge. Weehan's huge. Moore, More, huge. Man. I'm biased. I like Santi as a person. He's a good dude. But, you know, USL Rookie of the Year runner-up two years ago. Devin Sandoval is a guy that, you know, can help. Kevon Freider is very good. Mm-hmm. It's it's not your typical expansion team. No. You know? But and, the, and, and the thing, I, I don't know. I just something about them feels good and right. And I, I I definitely think like all of these predictions and everything, right? This is like our version of the best case scenario for all these teams is where they end up. Hmm. I think as far as like if I did a worst case scenario standings, like New Mexico United is like eighth. Yeah. Like really? I think they're clean in with a shout in the playoffs. Yeah. And I don't think they have a playoff a play in game. Like I think they're just in. Dang. Not- I think I've got them at seven. My my thing is and it's just a personal thing with me. I sure. really do. I know USL championship might be different, but I think experience is important. I think once you get oh, into the playoffs, sure. yes. I think it's it's a whole new ball game. So you can have a great season, but as an yeah. expansion team being in the playoffs for the first time, especially if you have to play a playing game or you have to play mm-hmm. a team like, let's say, Reno or yeah. OC, right? Like they've got the experience. They've got their system. I don't know if New Mexico is ready for that jump in the first year. The, mm. the, I think that trust we're talking about or like that that good feeling we're getting from them is similar to like Birmingham, who's not ranked nearly as high as New Mexico. But the thing that's that fair. these two teams did is we trust them more because they have USL veterans. You know, I guess you guys were alluding to that. But but like people yeah. like El Paso and Austin, I think they scare us more because they're like unknowns to us. And so, yes. you know, Birmingham has some proven players. New Mexico has well, a lot of proven players. And, and it's, yeah. Like, you know, to Jason's point he made earlier about, like, we're seeing teams not have a bunch of 20-somethings and then a 30-year-old guy. And not that he's 30, he's not, he's 27, he'll be 28 in June. But, like, <laughs> there's not a whole lot of guys like Devin Sandoval that are out there. Where he's got 58 caps for Real Salt Lake, and he has 25 for Atlanta United too. Like he's played at every level in the U.S. professionally. Is a guy that you know endeared himself to Real Salt Lake, and now New Mexico gets him. I don't know. That's that's not just like a random dude that you pick up and put in your midfield. Mm. I agree. They have a high ceiling. I just. I'm afraid to always take a first-year team in the playoffs. I think playoffs is a whole different experience. And, yeah, they do have the vets that can help. But yeah. I think if you haven't been there, the you're still going to have players who mm-hmm. are starting that haven't been there. And it's, it's, it's tough. Yeah. Especially if that's an away game, it's tough. Yeah, that's fair. In the top three here, uh, people who aren't getting enough press, in my opinion, is sure. is OC. You know, no one's talking about them. No, I mean they never do, right? It's definitely true, actually. Yeah, that's a good point. But I mean, they were damn near unbeatable most of the season last year, and they were doing yeah. it playing pretty soccer. Like it wasn't like, yeah. you know, so they ended the season with sixty six points. 
Phoenix was three points behind that, you know, and Sac was just barely behind them too, which is something that we're not really talking about as much. But, I mean, these teams were so good last year in the West, mm-hmm. and, you know, they didn't quite I, do it in the playoffs. But, man, I really like OC a lot. I think Sacramento's added pieces where they needed to add pieces and kept guys where they needed to kept guys. I think both, yeah, I think so too. And I like uh, I like the depth. I like that they picked back up Shannon Gomez. I like Matt Mahoney coming from your steal. Yep. Um, that dude will get over with that club in a heartbeat. Josh Cohen has to be the man, though. Cohen, yep. Yep, yep, yep. He has yep. to be the man. He's got a little help in front of him, hopefully. Yeah, but I like OC, too. I'm telling you, the year of Jamaican strikers. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, he, I mean, he's, he gets set up by Quinn. Quinn had exactly 2,400 passes at the most in the league at 78% accuracy, 106 key passes. Are you kidding me? That man's going to get set up and score, baby. I'm ready. Yeah. I'm not certain that a Volson was the secret there. I think it might've been Quinn, but we'll find out. We'll find out. Anybody else with the, uh, with final thoughts about it can be anything. Cause I have one and it's very specific to a, a certain team that I, uh, that I happen to enjoy. But uh, if anyone's got any thoughts about their team or some others, I'll, I'll open the floor and then we'll get out of here. Now, go. How many goals is Adam John scoring? That's the it, question, it, man. Do I have to put like a solid number to it or do I get... Like, is, it, is it enough for Phoenix to be as good as they were last year or is that going to be what makes them lose in the championship? Yeah, man, that is the that is you nailed it. Well, I mean, what made them lose the championship last year was their midfield didn't really yeah. show up. That's true, but um, I mean, and then by that I mean literally that match. Um, but I, I if he like hits the ground running, they'll be fine. If he doesn't, it might be a problem. Like if he's streaky, hey, it's a thing that applies to every team. Like <laughs> uh, if he's streaky, like then then it'll be a problem. Yeah, that movie put in preseason on someone uh, surprised yeah. me a bit, and so that made me start thinking, oh, they might be fine. But if he's a guy that like is enjoying his soccer again and, and really clicks with that town and that dynamic and maybe the warmer weather, then he'll be all right. I'm looking what up. What do you think, Goose? I, I'm super excited to see him at this level. Can you hear me, by the way? Yeah, yeah okay. I'm sorry. Okay, good. Um, yeah, I... I, I it's so tough liking Phoenix because being on the East Coast and whatnot and right. time changes. But they, they're just a really solid squad. And sure, they've lost Drogba and they've lost some some pieces. But bringing in John there mm-hmm. is, is going to be a major thing. And I think they're obviously going to be a fun team to watch this year. I, I'm wondering if he can do over under 23 goals. I don't know. Hmm. He needs to. Um, I I just looked up Cortez's numbers and it's like 30 and 20 and 20 something. So he's got to replace those or they got to bring them in from like guys like Fernandez or Mm -hmm. someone in the midfield. Because I mean, is is Asante going to do better this year? Is Johnson going to top his numbers? You know, I mean, Asante favorite for MVP, right? Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. So I think it relies a lot on him. There, yeah, and are there rumors of him playing as a 10 this year? I heard someone say that, but I don't necessarily think that's going to happen. I don't know where he's been in preseason. Anyway, watch watch Asante. He's a, he's another pivotal character in the in the season. Uh, Goose, any any thoughts? 
No, none that I can think of, to be honest with you. Phil got anything for me? Uh, I didn't really talk about St. Louis, and the thing about them is they got such a bad start last year, and then mm-hmm. they went on a really pretty decent run at the end of the year. If they can just even things out, it's going to be a higher placement, and that's why I'm a little high on them is I think they'll be more even-keeled this year and stay a little above average all year instead of crap at the beginning and then above average at the end. So that's that's all I wanted to say about St. Louis. Um, I'm going to be a bit of a homer and I'm going to alert everybody to a, a milestone that I'm going to say will never, ever, 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 ever be touched. Uh, his 16th appearance this year, which if he plays every game up until that point will be Saturday, June 22nd at seven 30 against the Tampa Bay Rowdies at home will be James Chambers. 100th for Bethlehem steel, which is crazy to me to think about uh, because I didn't think he was that close. It's impressive. Um, And that's a very attainable amount of appearances for that gentleman to get this year. So um, that is the 16th game of the season. I don't know if it'll happen that way, but uh, yeah, number 16 this year for your captain, James Chambers, number 45 will be number 100. Uh, which I cannot imagine there's many guys in USL period, let alone guys that play for two teams that will have a hundred appearances. So do with that what you will. Good stuff. Yeah. He's a big reason they're so good. Yeah. They work so hard. I like that he's getting some uh, some some league coverage because he deserves it. Yeah. I'm biased. Anyway, um, hey, if you uh, if you want to follow this podcast, you certainly may do so at the USL show. Um, on the Twitter, we're on Spotify now as well, uh, as iTunes and Stitcher and Google podcasts. So like, if you, um, don't want to have to exit out of your music playing app to go get to your podcast, good news. Just search the USL show on Spotify. We'll be there. It's really cool. Um, goose, where can people find you? I can be found on the Twitterverse at the soccer goose. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's good. Also at talking jacks. No G. That's true. Get that that accurate. Yeah. Uh, Jason, my friend, we act like we don't like each other. You're, you're one of my favorite people. <laughs> Nothing but love. It's all love, man. Same hood, same, same people. It's the, it's the Northeast thing, you know? Yeah. That's, That's how we show we love each other. Talk. Like at first you're like, oh my God, they're going to kill each other. And then they're like, oh no, this guy is great. And you're like, oh, yeah. word. Okay. That's weird. Uh, Jay, where can people find you and yours? Uh, home sweet soccer. And uh, if you want to hear which League One teams are going to beat USL Championship teams in the Open Cup this year, uh, you can find me at the League One Fun Podcast. Oh, yeah. League One Fun, which is a wonderful podcast. You guys are doing a great job. Thank you. Couldn't have asked for... You know, we were having mild panic attacks because we have a hard enough time covering, uh, you know, 36 teams, let alone you know, doing justice to the league one guys. And so we reached out to a couple of people. You all were very happy and, and more than willing to join in. And you did. And it's been wonderful and successful and everybody loves you. So Thank that's you. all we can and hope for. You guys want it. We got an exclusive drop in tomorrow. If you want oh, to see a little, know, a little, uh, a little special switchy. Jersey. Yeah. That hasn't been released yet. We're going to go ahead and release it tomorrow for a, uh, I'll give you guys a hint. It is a team that this show should be familiar with. Oh, how about that? Hmm. I might have an idea or two. Rochester mm-hmm. Rhinos. Yep, definitely. <laughs> 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 My um, favorite. 
Yo, uh, Phil, where can people find you? Phil Grooms on Twitter, two L's, two O's. For Thanks. sure, for sure. Um, yo, you, if, if, uh, if for whatever reason you want to hear, actually, hold on, let me plug my show first, I guess. Um, theuslshow.com, go, go there. Um, there's a box for our Patreon, go check that out. There's a box for uh, Soccer Local, go check those guys out, tell them that you sent us, we get a little kickback on the sales from that guy. So if you need the gear up, um, if you really like what, uh, what Stad Rene did to Arsenal today, buy one of their kits, go there. Whatever. Your life. Adam Ben Arfa's there. That's cool. Um, and all of our episodes are there, which is awesome. Um, we did a bunch of interviews and things and, and a lot of stuff. And there's episodes that I haven't been on if you don't want to hear my voice. But um, if, if for whatever reason you do want to hear my voice or, or read my thoughts a little more, at Speak Evan Speak on Twitter. It's still, for my money, the best Twitter handle in lower level soccer. But I made it. So mm. I would think that. Another thing that I recently made that I think is really cool, Views from the Bridge, which is a Philadelphia Union podcast on the Beautiful Game Network podcast, also on Spotify, also on Stitcher, also on iTunes. Go check that out. It's with a couple of friends of mine, uh, including Justin from Mongols. Um, yeah, do you do that time. one in the dark with no lights? Uh, I, I did turn the lights out entirely. Okay. Actually, there were strobe lights going the whole time for that one. Just wanted to make sure you're keeping tradition, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I got you. Anyway, um, hey, everyone, thanks for hanging out. Friendly reminder, this show is going to move back to uh, Tuesday nights starting next week for the season. Mm. Uh, that way, we're not ahead of everything. That way, we can react to the games after they happen and not try to predict what's happening before they do. And I'm not promising, but mm. I'm going to mm. try to sign on at least an hour before the show or before the first game tomorrow night between uh, RGV and uh, not Portland, not Seattle, but... Tacoma Defiance. Thank you. Tacoma, baby. It was slipping my mind. I was going to say Whitecaps, too. But but I, I want to kind of try something. We're going to, if everyone cooperates and doesn't try to get crazy logging on without permission, we're going to just try to bring on like guests. Like, let's talk to someone for five minutes and, and ask a question. So, anyone who wants to join us in the chat, we may uh, give you a link to sign in and, and talk with us. It'll be a lot of fun. I yeah. always sit and like tap my fingers waiting for the first game in the season. So why not like sign on and talk about it? Phil's basically saying that he has a ton of nervous energy and he just wants to get it out in yeah. some productive way. I'm, I'm trying to get Ooh. someone else to do it for me. So oh, right on. All yeah. right. Join yeah. me. Yeah. Um, Hey, thanks everyone for listening to the show. Um, thanks for joining us live. If you if you did, if you don't, friendly reminder, we go live youtube.com backslash the USL show every week. Feel free to get your banter in, tell us we're terrible, whatever, whatever. Uh, until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Remember, there is only one rule in the uh, in the USL show. Maybe not the league. I don't know. I don't know their opinions on things, but uh, that rule is don't be a dick. And we'll, we'll see you guys then.